Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rainbow Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, we just want to welcome you to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. Uh, again, this broadcast is designed to ignite one's faith on fire. It's our job as ministers of reconciliation, as ambassadors in Christ, to... Uh, to help increase your faith, and we do this through this broadcast. And I was just reading this morning. We got, we got, we've been talking about the keys of the kingdom. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 19, I give you the keys to the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And we understand that keys lock and unlock things. And uh, we also understand that those keys are those their principles, their commands with promises. God says, you do this, and I'll do that. And here's a prime example. If my people... Get it? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, and then will I hear from heaven and I'll heal the land. And so it, Philippians chapter four, he says, in everything by prayer and thanksgiving, give it to God, and then right, the right, God right, right. But see, you see, we want everything from God, but he's saying, no, I, it's a fifth, it's a hundred and hundred. You give this, you do this, and I'll do that. So that's what he's giving us these keys, and he says. You can lock and unloose. And again, those keys are commandments with promises. His commands, Jesus said, my commands are not burdensome. I wouldn't tell you to do anything that won't prosper you. And we know all in the scriptures, Jesus would tell people do stuff that didn't even seem like it may, it was foolish. But I'm reminded, the scripture says the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. So he tells somebody, go wash, uh, put some, spit on some dirt, and I'm going to make it out some mud, and I'm going to put it on your eyes, and then you can see told Peter, go down to the lake in the first, and just throw a hook in there. Don't put no bait on it. Just throw a hook in there, and the first fish that comes up, he'll have our tax money. And and those are just many examples of uh, the supernatural and things that Jesus commanded people to do, and they did it, and it worked. Peter, get out the boat. Come walk. That doesn't sound impossible, but that's what God does. We serve the God of the impossible. And again, if he tells us to do something, he has a promise connected to it. And I was reading in Romans 14 this morning. I'm going to stop here. We're going we're gonna to be talking about the key about concerning giving. Because a lot of God's people uh, haven't got the revelation on giving. And again, it was in Well, Rome. see, it doesn't make any sense to say, hey, if you give, you'll have more. Right. It don't make sense, but it sure makes faith. Yeah. I we're mean, here we to, all know we have to hoard whatever we have if we're going to have enough. 
And giving will not certainly help us to have enough. No, no, no. You got to be a giver. Uh, and I like to say this. I say it all the time. Big givers are big livers. Yeah, you can't outgive God. And he said, Richard's over there laughing on that. Well, big givers are big livers. Because, see, Richard's a big giver. That's why he's a big liver. Yeah, he ain't broke now. He's got it going on over there because he's a big giver. And, and myself, too. I, I've learned the principles. And all it is is practicing the principles. Yeah, you learn the principles of aerodynamics, you can fly. Well, that's why they're flying now. Orville and Wilbur Wright, they learned the principles. People laughed at them. Oh, you guys are weird. You guys are messed up. You ain't a fly. Well, after they learned the laws of aerodynamics, the principles, now, look, we fly every day like well, it's see, and You know what's incredible about that is the fact that the same principles that make planes fly today are the same ones that did then. Right. We have better engines. We have stronger, more You just didn't have the engines. knowledge of it. You so, just didn't know. So our jets are more powerful. Our engines are more powerful. But the same principles of lift, drag, right. still work. And that's the thing about principles. They work anywhere. Anywhere on the earth, the, the law of gravity will work. Anywhere on earth. I don't care where you're at. It's going to work. So the principles God established in the beginning before the earth was... Uh, form, he set up some principles and some laws. And you say they'll, they'll work, and all you have to do is just apply them. Like the one in Genesis 8.22, seed, time, and harvest. That's the principle. You plant a seed in time, you will get a harvest. That's a, a simple principle. Every farmer understands that principle. Again, and they said it again in Galatians, whatsoever man sows or plants, that shall he also reap. It's a principle. It's going to happen. That's why I don't trip on people that do mean stuff because that's the seed you sowed. It's going to come back on you. That's the harvest you're going to receive. So anyway, when we apply the principles that Jesus taught in the kingdom of God, and they work on earth too because remember, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The same principles work. So one of the principles that he teaches us is the principle of giving. And this one, every time I think about the principle of giving, I think of John three sixteen. Oh my Lord! God so loved the world. He did what? He hoarded his son. He gave. He gave his son. He gave him. And guess what? He got out See, of that. That's a, you know, a lot of people overlook that. <laughs> oh yeah, God they overlook. So loved the world that he gave. And here's what love does: love compels you to give. I mean, Jesus, that's what it compelled God to give. Right, right. Compelled him to give his son. Jesus said, "If you love me, you'll keep my commands too." He said, "If you love me, you'll do what I say." If People don't, oh, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Well, why don't you treat your wife right? Hmm. Why don't you do what I say? Why don't you be a giver if you love me? And that's the, the test of you saying you know God. Are you just a hearer of his word or are you a hearer and a doer? It says over in James. So God wants us to be not just a hearer but a doer also. And it, again, God so loved the world he gave. Now, what did he get out of him giving his son? Well, he got me for one. He right, got he you. Got more children. He got more children. Ooh, well, he 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 he, he gave us. Whoever would believe in him should be saved. And, and, and I'm a whosoever. <laughs> I was. You were a whosoever. Everybody. Anybody can be a whosoever. Right. Anybody so God who says, accepts his gift is a whosoever. Can be reconciled back to God. Not just Americans. Whosoever. It doesn't matter anywhere on the earth. Whosoever. It's right, the well, same. You know, you talk about the principle of gravity working everywhere on earth. This same principle works. It doesn't matter if it's in Africa or Asia. It works everywhere. North America, South mm -hmm. America, 
the Antarctic, the Arctic. I mean, it doesn't matter. And the scripture refers to Jesus as the, a sacrificial. He was a seed offering. God sacrificed his own son. He gave his son for an, to redeem us, redeem and reconcile and restore us back to him. That's a, a again, God knew the principles. He said, okay, uh, I got to sow something for the penalty of sin. Because remember, in the Old Testament, you had to, if you sinned, you had to go give, sacrifice, a lamb, a turtle dove, or something. You had to give something. And, and But for ultimate sin, God said, okay, I got one for ultimate sin. This is going to do it right here. I'm going to send myself in the form of my son. I'm going to send him. He's going to be the sacrifice. I'm going to give him to the world. His blood will pay the price. For every sin. There it is right there. There's one sacrifice forever. And again, again, principles. So this principle in the kingdom concerning giving is very important because what so it says in Luke six thirty eight, whatsoever it says give and it shall be given to you, good measure pressed down shaken together running over will men given to your bosom. It says with the same measure you use it'll be measured back to you, or it's the same measure you give that's what's going to be given. It's just like the farmer he understands that principle. He can plant a little seed. Or he can plant, he can have 40 acres, he can plant 10 acres. He's going to get a 10-acre harvest. Or he can plant the whole 40. So remember, who you sows sparingly, it's in Corinthians, will also reap sparingly. But he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. It's still a principle. It works. I can give a little, I can give a lot. Or you can take that 40 acres and plant one seed in each acre. Right, right. <laughs> You're not gonna get I did the whole harvest. 40. Yeah, but you only put one seed there. But, you know, a lot of Christians... That's kind of how they sow their seed. We we got to be sparing with it, you know. Mm -hmm. We might run out. No, no, no. You can't. I always tell people this: you can't outgive God. You can't do it. Can't, can't outgive Him in anything. You can't outgive Him anything in love and nothing. God is the ultimate giver. He over in Genesis eight twenty two it says, "As the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and winter, summer and heat shall not cease." God, nobody has to remind God every day to make. Daylight. Yeah, call heaven. Hey, God, uh, you know, it's about 6 a.m. It happened. He gives us the daylight. He gives us night. He gives us the seasons in his time. He, he does that. We don't have to remind him. So he's given. He gives us water. We haven't ran out of water since I've been born. <laughs> we haven't ran out of oxygen since I've been born. He's been given oxygen. The things he's gave, trees that give off oxygen, they're still doing it. Right. I mean, it's quite a system <laughs> that actually when you think about it, we give off CO2. Any living animal gives off CO2. What do the plants need? They need CO2. What do they give off? They give off oxygen. Mm -hmm. So we give them what they need. They give us what we need. And it wasn't my idea. It wasn't your idea. It wasn't anybody's idea. It was God's idea. God came up with a plan. God said, right. I'm, I'm going to create these beings, these animals that are going to give off CO2, carbon dioxide, then I'm going to create plants that are going to take in the carbon dioxide, scrub it all up, and give off oxygen for the, the living animals that need the oxygen. And so it wasn't a mistake. It's not chance. It wasn't just like some kind of happenstance. God actually mm -hmm. planned everything the way it is working. Well, God is the ultimate. The scripture says in Colossians, in him and Jesus are hidden all the mysteries of wisdom and knowledge and we have to just understand that god has all wisdom and knowledge so if he set up a principle of giving 
and receiving. That's what you just explained, give and receive. You know, when you receive his son as Lord and Savior, you become now a child of God. Yeah, you have to receive him first, and then you get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You get to be operate now in eternity. Yeah, you, that's what you get. So God set that system up, and our job as Christians, as maturing believers, to start practicing the principles that he outlined for us in his, in the book, in the Bible. I call the Bible the Constitution, <laughs> the manual. We have to start, that's why he says study to show yourself approved. You have to study the Word of God and get what's called revelation, or I'll break it down, understanding, which will give you a rhema. It'll enlighten you and be like, oh, the light bulb came on. Oh, there it is right there. Just like we're talking about with giving. God so loved the world he gave. Everything God produced gives. Yeah. So he says, okay, I created you too. I created you to give. Give what I placed inside of you, the gifts. Give it away. Because you know if you hoard a gift, you're probably going to deplete yourself of it or be full of yourself. <laughs> you got to give it away. Peter and them told the guy after hanging out with Jesus for three years, the guy that was sitting by the gate, they said, silver and gold we have not. But what we do have, we're going to give it to you. And they said, in the name of Jesus, get up. They had the anointing. <laughs> they said, and that's what he needed. I'm pretty sure they had some cash too. But what he didn't need no money. Money wasn't going to help him. Well, see, he thought he needed money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He see, thought. A lot of times we think we need certain things, but no, no, we needed something. No, he else. needed some get up and get out. He needed to go be able to do for himself. He needed to be able to walk. Yeah, right. He needed to be able to walk. Now you can go get your own money. You can work because that was his thing. We see him out here all day. People claim. They don't have an ailment, so they can't work. Well, we're going to make it so you can work. And I always say this. You give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach him how to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. And that's what they were doing. Well, Jesus had taught them. Remember, Jesus said, I'm going to make you guys fishers of men. I'm going to teach you how to do what you were originally created to do before the fall. And they went out and demonstrated that. Silver and gold we have not, but what we have, we got restoration we got holy ghost power we have the anointing and we're gonna free we freely received it because it didn't cost us nothing so we're gonna freely give it out to you boom in the name of jesus get up and walk that cat got up leaping and dancing and boom he was doing his thing <laughs> so that that's who we are guys this is not weird stuff it's just who we are we're givers you have to give well see we forget who we are yes we, we leak see <laughs> but i mean is you know, a lot of people don't think like these in these terms, but we forget who we are. We can pray for people the same way they did. The power of the Holy Spirit is the same today as it was in those days. We can pray for people to get healed and see people get healed. We see people in, in conditions and we say, well, there's just nothing I can do about it. There, You know, what's one person? One person can't change anything. And yet one person can change things because... As we like to say, God and one person is a majority. Right. Me and God and, are a majority. And so we've got to get back to the idea that God is still at work today. God is still able to do the things that he did in the Bible today. He still heals people. And so we need to give people what we have. We have love. We have mercy. We have peace. We need to give those things to others. And then we need to also give in our finances. You know, we're going to talk about that before it's over. That's one of the things that people sometimes forget also. God says in Malachi, you know what? Trust me in this. Give and, and watch what I do. I will open the storehouses of heaven. I will fill up all of your storehouses. Trust me in this. Test me in this. 
and see what I do. We have got to, just like the widow with the two mites, other people had given all different amounts. And people said, oh, man, look at him. He just gave a lot. Oh, look at her. She just gave a lot. Oh, look at that guy. He gave a lot. And Jesus said, see that woman over there? She gave the most. Out of her poverty, she gave all that she had. And so Jesus recognizes her as being the biggest giver. She didn't give the most money. She gave the most percentage. She gave out of her poverty. She was the most generous. She, she was the most generous giver. Right. Yeah, and, that was generous right there to give all you got. But see, what people would say is, well, that's crazy. You, you, you'd have to be crazy to give away everything that you had because at that point, you wouldn't have any. We are so concerned with hoarding what we have. The old idea that the world teaches, get all you can, can all you get, and then sit on the can. That's what the world teaches us, that we've got to get, 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 and then we've got to hoard all that we get, and then we've got to guard it so that nobody gets it away from us. People say all the time, well, I'd love to be rich, then I'd never have any problems. You would just have different ones. Now you would be worried somebody was going to steal your money. Now you're going to be worried that you're going to lose your money. Now you're going to be worried about this or that or the other thing. Money is not going to solve everybody's problems. Well, we just mentioned that with the guy about the gate. He didn't need money. Money wasn't going to solve his problem. No. In fact, I've heard somebody say, and I really believe this, anything that can be solved with money is not a problem. It's an expense. See, real problems can't be solved by money. Right. They can only be solved through God. They can only be solved through the Holy Spirit. Changing people's lives can only be done through the power of the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah, we like to throw money. Healing mo- relationships can right. only be done through and the power of the Holy Spirit. We think we can throw Spirit. some money at it, but it's not. You know, the government's like that. We throw some money at this situation. Rich blah, blah. people have just as many divorces as poor people. Yeah, I hear and them people, all the time. People think a lot that, oh, man, if we just had plenty of money, we'd never fight. We'd never argue. We would just, me and my wife would just get along perfect. Rich people get divorced the same way poor people do. Uh-huh. Rich people have the same kind of health problems that poor people have. Those kind of things can't be solved by money, and money will not solve them. Amen, amen. And as you were speaking, I was... Uh... Just thinking about this verse of scripture, but you were saying how the world conforms you to believe what it wants you to believe. Like get all you can, can all you get, <laughs> and, and hoard it all, and sit on the can. But we're reminded as Christians again, this broadcast is designed to ignite your faith on fire. We're reminded of Romans twelve, twelve three two. Don't be conformed to this world. He's talking to the Christians, but on the contrary, be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. So the bumper sticker that says "He who dies with the most toys wins" isn't right. No, no, no. That's the the world. That's what the enemy wants you to believe. But God wants you to believe the truth, which is His word. So He says, "You start thinking the way I want you to think, and then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success." Because there's good success and bad success, and God is the author of good. So he's going to give you some good success. And I he who just, puts his faith in Christ is going to win. Right, right. That's the winner. And I always tell people I'm a winner. If you've never seen a winner, take a good look and take a picture because I'm a winner. Because my faith is in God. Right. It's not in the job. It's not in the government. It's in God. It's not God. in the Democrats and Republicans. No, 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 no. It's in God it's and in God alone. the House or the Senate. No, 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 no. And I use my, uh, I exercise my right as a U.S. citizen to, to, to vote. vote. But 
I don't. I get to have no faith in the politicians. My faith is always in God. Because here's the deal, and we're going to tonight knowing you're saved because no, no, of the house no, no, of the no, Senate. No, 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 no. Jesus is always on the throne, and He's always the King of the kingdom that we're a part of. That's the kingdom of God. That's where we spend eternity at. That's where our name is written. You at. know what? A lot of people forget is Jesus was the Son of God, and God was the Father, and the Holy Spirit was the third person of the Trinity before the United States was formed. Yeah, before yeah. the United well, States Constitution was written. Back to being transformed. before any of those things happened. A lot of times, it's almost like the Constitution was written and God, poof, magically was made. No, God was in control. God was doing the things that he has always done long before the U.S. And Constitution always, was and written. And he's been given. He gave the earth in the fullness thereof. And I was just reading the scripture out of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. And this is the truth. For it says, for you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. That's in every area. He said Jesus was made poor. He was rich, but he was made poor that you through his poverty might become rich. It means he had 100%, and now he just gave you 100%. <laughs> And and that's rich in every area. So, but he he gave of himself. He became poor. Well, he he was willing to leave the glory of heaven. Right, right. To to empty himself out in that sense. There it is, right there. So, and then as we continue to look in Second Corinthians, this is Paul. And I my Bible has a subtitle. Look what it says in eight one, Second Corinthians chapter eight verse one. It says the subtitle says, "Excel in giving." Again, excel in giving. Look what he says. Moreover, brethren. We make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Meaning they, was, they weren't doing so well, but they was like the woman with the two mites, the widow's mites. <laughs> they, they, they wasn't a, a wealthy church, but they were... They were they, they were giving. They, church. they were liberally giving. They were a generous church. Out of their poverty, they, they gave. They was giving, and that's what Paul was referencing. See, people to. think, oh man, someday I'll be rich and then I'll start giving. No, if, no. You're, if you're not giving now, you won't give when You got to start with the $2 you got. Right. You say, well, when I got to get $2 million, I'm going to do this for the church. I'm going to do this for the ministry. I'm going to get at the faith on fire. No, he says, no. He who is faithful in the little. Right. Will be faithful yeah, in much. If you're not giving out of your poverty or your middle right. class income or wherever you're at, if you're not giving out of that, you won't give when you're rich. Right, 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 I, right. I don't know if I told the joke to you before. We've mentioned this on the air. I love the story of the man that goes into his pastor, and um, he says, "Pastor, you know, you've been talking about giving ten percent, but there's no way I can because I made a million dollars last year, and if I gave ten percent, that'd be a hundred thousand dollars, and I can't afford to give you a hundred thousand dollars." The pastor says, can I pray with you? And he, and he says, yeah. So the pastor starts praying. He says, dear Lord, help this man to make less money so he can he afford to, to give. give. <laughs> See, that's, but I mean, that's that's what, how our thinking mm -hmm. is. If we think it, whatever we're making, if we can't afford to give, no matter how much we made, we would not be able to afford to give because it's our thinking that tells us that we can't afford to give. Right, 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 right. It's right. our thinking about there there won't be enough if I give that keeps us from giving, not the amount of money we have. Mm -hmm. Now, the rest of the scripture, look, 8.2, it says, well, back to 8.2, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy. See, they, they counted joy to be given. It says abundance of their joy and their deep party, poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. And that means giving. For I bear witness that according to their ability, 
Yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing to give. Look what it says. Verse 4, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And not only as we had hope, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So we urge Titus that as he had begun, so he would also complete this grace in you as well. Verse 7, but as you abound in everything, he said, as you increase in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. He said, see that you abound in giving. As you're doing all this other stuff in Christ, he said, don't forget this one. Don't forget to abound. Don't be forget to be a cheerful giver. You know, abound in that too. Because, again, God is about increase. He wants to increase you. And in the kingdom of God, that's how you get increased, by giving. Right. See, if you want yeah. love from people, you're going to have to give you're love. You're going to have to give it. You can't have, give hate and right. get love back. No, you can't do it. It ain't going to happen. So you have to give love <clears throat> that's to not get how, it. Yeah. And so then he rolls in that scripture, verse 9, for you know the grace. See, he said all that, and then he says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes or our sakes, he became poor, that we through his poverty might become rich. So he swapped out it with us. He gave himself... It, we, our names can get written in, in the book. We can be redeemed, reconciled. Jesus did that. He gave. God so loved the world, he gave. So that's one of the key principles to in the kingdom is being a cheerful giver, a happiest, a hilarious giver. That's what God loves. And if we keep on reading in 2 Corinthians, look what it says right here in uh, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. Paul, again, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Sow means to give. And he who sows bountifully or give bountifully will also reap bountifully. That's the principle. It's right there. That's the, that's the wisdom of and God man, right there. Back to what we were talking about earlier in the show, if you plant a lot of seed in your lawn, you're going to get a lot of right. grass up. If you plant one or two seeds per square foot, you're not mm -hmm. going to get much grass. And, and that's what he said. And now this goes with, I'm going to stop right there, and I'm just going to refer to Galatians. It says, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. I just referred to Galatians. Now I'm going to bring it right back to 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Look what he says. So let each one give as he purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Ooh, God loves a cheerful giver. I'm a cheerful giver. So that means God's really loved me, Richard. He really loves me. I'm a cheerful giver. I understand the principle. Look what he says in verse 8, though. Here's the promise. Because God don't tell you to do anything without a promise. Remember, the commands are the promises. Uh, the promise. Look, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always have insufficiency and all things may have an abundance for every good work. And that's going to do it for this episode of Faith on Fire. We hope this broadcast has been a blessing to you. Remember, as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 
1-800-926-9527. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.